The Bible is more than the history of God. It's His story. And here to show you how God can contribute to your story is your host, Barbara Culver. Good afternoon, morning, night, whatever time it is at your place. I hope it's been a very blessed week for you. It has been at my house. I think I'm finally getting everything back to normal with my internet and new computer, trying to figure it out because it's very different than my previous computers. I have gone through, this is my fourth, I think, computer that I have had. And people say, well, you really go through them. Well, since I don't do much else, I stay on my computer a lot. If I'm not quilting or sitting out in my driveway, enjoying the fresh air, admiring God's world, and my husband is here and he's watching sports of some kind, I'm on my computer. I play a few games. I do Facebook. Sometimes I watch YouTube. But I enjoy my computer. And it's a blessing that God has given to me that I praise Him for. Bringing me to this podcast, I praise Him for every single week when I get ready to do this. Because you see, it's not just my story. It's God's story. The Bible is God's story being told in ordinary people's lives. And I'm just an ordinary old woman who loves the Lord, who believes the Bible should be read and studied and get fascinated with. The fact that God used these people to fulfill his purpose is amazing. And we've got to learn to do that. We're going to chapter 3 today of Esther. We know that Esther has now been crowned queen. And in the process of that, Mordecai overheard a conversation between two men who decided they were going to come upon the king and get rid of him. And he relayed that message to the king. And in all of that process, the two men and their plan was plotted, but never able to be carried out because of Mordecai. But here in chapter 3, we find that a man named Haman was given a great promotion in the king's officials. And actually, he was set above all of the officials who were with him. And the king made a decree that the servants were to bow down to him. 
and to pay homage to him. But Mordecai didn't do that. He would not bow down. Much like Daniel, if you read the book of Daniel, the king decreed much to be done to eat his food, to drink his drinks, and Daniel refused because it was God that was leading him. And as I read chapter 3 of Esther, I see much of today in this chapter because the king is putting out this decree. But Mordecai refuses because he refuses to bow down to anyone but the true king, the God of all things, of all people. Even though he was living in Persia, he was still living by God's rules. And Haman gets word of this. And he doesn't like it. Wow. You know, when COVID hit, everything changed for everybody. And there were issues sent out to all the people, just like this decree was sent out to all the people in the nation of Persia, that they were to bow down to Haman or else be persecuted. Hmm. When everything pointed to the fact that everything come together so fast with the vaccine and everything, there were a lot of people who decided that just did not resonate as something God would want me to do. I just don't see why I have to have it. And a lot of people condemned people that did not get the vaccine. A lot of people that didn't get the vaccine condemned the people that did. Whichever one you wanted, you had to choose. Mordecai had to choose whether he believed God or he believed the people going with the crowd, doing what the crowd did. And he decided in his life that he was not going to go with the crowd. We don't always have to go with the crowd, especially if you're a Christian. My husband and and I go to a lot of cornhole tournaments. Of course, he goes to more than I do. And the crowd usually drinks very heavily. A lot of them do drugs right there on the spot. But we don't participate in that. He's there simply because he enjoys the game. And it gives him a lot of exercise. I go to support my husband. What a great place to give your testimony. 
I don't have to have all of that. I can have a good time and not participate in that. But with the vaccine, there was a lot of people that got persecuted simply for the fact they chose not to do it. It's their choice, whatever they want to do. And if they felt God leading them as Mordecai and Daniel felt, then why do you follow the crowd? Why would you let persecution turn you over to choosing maybe what God didn't want for you? You have to ask yourself that question. And you have to go through scripture and find scripture that supports you. Mordecai and Daniel, Isaiah, Jeremiah, a lot of the old prophets. When you get to the New Testament, Jesus did not follow the crowds. Actually, the crowds followed him. He didn't do life like other people did. I'm not to do life like the crowd does, like the world does. I'm to be different. I'm to think different, act different, speak different, and handle life different. Now, there are times that we fail in all of those. But Jesus, in his loving mercy, forgives us because we're a child of God. We have believed in Christ Jesus and in his gospel. But why are you following the crowds? Do you think it'll make you more popular? Don't think so. You know, we used to hang out with two other couples when my husband first began horseshoe pitching. And after tournaments that we would go to together, we would always go out and eat. And we would have a blast. Now, I don't know how the word spread that we were having such a great time together but it quickly spread and suddenly we found after tournaments there would be about 20 of us that would go out and eat together and we would laugh and tell jokes and laugh about things that happened at the tournament and how things went and we just enjoyed life together but different. We didn't have to depend on what the world offers us to make us content and happy and joyful. We just depend on the Lord. Just like Mordecai, he depended on God to protect him to watch over him, and to lead him 
into whatever it is that God wanted for him. How are you living life today? Are you always frightened? You know, it's very frightening to even go out. Where was it we were sitting this week? And there was this huge crowd around. It was out to eat somewhere. I don't remember. But in my mind, the devil planted this thought. Boy, this would be just the right time somebody would come in and turn on the guns. Because it's happening everywhere. And as I sat there, in my mind, I was saying, no, Satan. God has his hand upon me. He's watching over me. My life doesn't depend upon what you say. But what he says. You see, I've already experienced that once. I passed out one night when I got up out of bed. My husband found me. He actually thought I was dead. He said I was white as a sheet and I was not breathing. But God had a purpose for me. God had a purpose for Haman too. Haman was going to try to destroy the Jews. But Mordecai, one person, said, uh-uh, not in my watch. You see, it only takes one person to show the world how mighty and how powerful God is. But God uses even the unfaithful, the unbelievable, untrusting people of this world to bring about his purpose in Christians' lives. I've experienced it many times. My One of my best friends claims to be an atheist. And I pray for this man all the time. But he says, why should I believe in God? when he allows such evil to happen to young children. I can't explain God. God explains himself. And the Holy Spirit has to convict him that his unbelieving is a sin. I can't do it. I wish I could. And I pray the power of the Holy Spirit to come upon him. To show him that my God is an awesome God. Just like he was to Mordecai and Esther. And he's that God to you. Why don't you pick up your Bible this week? And read the book of Esther and see how it plays out in your life. Because it is. I can promise you that. 
I hope you enjoy your week this week. And I hope you come back and see me next time. And for now, bye.